are listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. I hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families come together. I've entitled the message today, A Year of New Beginnings. 2017, a year of new beginnings. Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 1. Moses is talking to Joshua. He's about to go off the scene. And this is what he says. And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. I want to tell you today, whatever 2017 holds for you, you can be sure of this one thing. God has promised to be with you. He will walk with you through the good times and through the bad. Here we are once again at the beginning of a new year, a time for reevaluation and a season of new beginnings. We cannot live on yesterday's blessings, no matter how good 16 was for you. You can't live on that. Amen? We should not dwell on yesterday's failures either. The difficult times that we have faced. The disappointments that we've had in 16. This is a brand new year. The very first day of 2017. We've got a whole year ahead of us. We don't know what it faces. We don't know what we're going to have to face. But God is going to be with us. Now that's better than having the Queen of England beside you. Or the President of the United States. Or the Prime Minister of Canada. Living in your home. God. The Father. Son and Holy Spirit will be with you. That's encouraging, folks. Starting to look brighter already, isn't it? This is a time to forget the past and move forward into the present and the future with confidence. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14 says, Paul is speaking and he says this, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things that are ahead, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. God's got a calling on your life. Oh, yes, he has. He's got a calling on your life. 
And you and I need to press towards that. That indicates to me that it don't just fall in your lap. You've got to take some steps of faith. You've got to walk out into it. Regardless of how it looks. Every Bible-believing Christian has an opportunity to leave the past in the past this year. To be prepared to make the necessary changes for a successful and prosperous 2017. Do you believe that? If you don't believe that, you're starting off on the wrong track right away. It's time to look ahead with a sense of anticipation and excitement. We're serving an awesome God. And our lives should be all about Him. How we can represent Him better in the marketplace, in the home, at work. It's a season of setting new goals and aiming higher than ever before. Someone has said, if you don't aim for something, you'll never strike anything. You've got to have an aim. You've got to have a goal. Don't settle for the status quo. Don't settle for things the way it is now. Unless you are quite happy with the way things are now. If everything is going so good that it couldn't get any better, then that's okay. Stick around there for a while. But for most of us, we want to go higher with Christ. We want to go deeper in his love. The great leader Moses was ready to pass off the scene. He presents Joshua to them and tells them in essence that God has been with him and he's going to be with Joshua as well. They really have nothing to fear or to be upset about. Such advice is sound advice as we enter into the new year of 2017. God's guidance, his protection, His blessing will be no less this year than it has been in the past. In fact, if we can believe for better and greater things, we will experience greater and better things. With this confidence, we can face a new year knowing that God, the Holy Spirit, is our constant companion. We can truly face the future with a positive outlook. So what I have to share with you today is what I believe. Things that I adhere to every day. And this I will continue in 2017 as I have done in the past and I will do in the future. First of all, we can begin the new year with confidence. Philippians 1, 6 says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. 
You think sometimes you're weak. You think sometimes that those habits, those addictions are getting the best of you. Do you think sometimes that maybe I should just forget it and just keep let myself go on downhill from here? Well, you remember that day when you said, Lord, I commit my life into your hands. I want you to be Lord of my life. Lord, I've messed up. I've sinned. I'm going the wrong way. I'm tired of sin and straying. I want to receive you into my life to be my Lord and Savior. Do you know the day that you spoke a prayer similar like that? That he began a good work in you? And we have the promise here in God's word that he will carry it on to completion. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. We try so hard sometimes. And sometimes we do pretty good at it. And we get so happy in ourselves, I guess, proud of ourselves that we've done such a good job. And then in some unguarded moment, we're all messed up again. But always remember this thing, that God has begun a good work in your life. If you've fallen flat on your face, if you succumb to that, that sin that so easily besets you, and you're feeling rotten about yourself, even this morning, remember this, God has begun a good work in you, and he will carry you through. You've got to keep trusting him. You've got to keep believing that the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses you from all sin. He's not going to let go of your hand. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to help you to be the man and woman of God that you desire to be. Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. The writer of Hebrew encourages us, those who are discouraged, to take their eyes off the negative, whatever that may be, whatever you may be currently focused on that is negative, take your eyes off of that. You need to take your eyes off yourself and off your problems and focus your, your vision and your attention. Fix your eyes on Jesus. He's the one. He's our example. He has already run the race. The reward is more precious than gold. It is eternal life with him. I've been on this earth now for 75 years. The reality of it is that some of you are not going to live as long as I have lived. 
And the reality is some of you are going to live much longer. Some of us will reach Sister Exani's age. 90, is it? 91. Almost 91. And she's still in church. That's an example for all you young gaffers. He's our example. But regardless of how long we live on this earth, this earth is not what it's about. The way we're living now, the bodies in which we are living now, that's not what it's about. This is a place where we prepare for eternity. All of this is not going to last forever. One day things are going to change. We're going to receive new bodies, glorified bodies, the Bible says, like Jesus Christ who rose from the dead. The type of body that he had then, that's the kind of body our spirits will be living in in the future. But whether or not we receive those bodies depends on how we live right now. So we allow him to do that good work in us. And if we allow him, he will see it through to completion. One day we will step from time into eternity. And in God's timing, we will receive new glorified bodies. And forever and ever and ever, we will be experiencing something that the Bible talks about that eye have not seen and ear have not heard and it cannot enter into the hearts of man what God has prepared for us who love him. But he has revealed it. We've got a glimpse of it by his spirit. And we know it's a good thing. It's a good work. And we've got hope. Hope in that. Amen? Jesus is our bodyguard. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers us. Jesus is our burden bearer. Psalm 55, 22. Cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. And he will never let the righteous fall. Let me say that again. This is what the Bible says. He will never let the righteous fall. He'll never permit you to fall. Isn't that something? Secondly, we can begin the new year with commitment. That's a choice that we make. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will do this. Psalm 37, 5. We should commit our wills to him. Pray, thy will be done as Jesus prayed and taught us. Now our Lord has, has, has given us his word. And we know that his word is his will. But there are times in my life, I don't know about you, but there are times in my life when I'm not sure what the specific will for me to do is there. And in cases like that, I say, Lord, 
Not my will, but yours. Even if what I'm thinking and what I'm desiring sounds so good to me and so perfect, I realize that I'm just a man. And I can be governed by my desires more than I'm governed by what God wants for me. And so I say, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. I say that on, with great confidence because my Lord and Master Jesus Christ, knowing that he had come to the world for such a time as this, that he would go to the cross and give his life blood so that I could be set free, prayed, not my will, Father, but yours be done. We could commit our work to him. Colossians 3, 17 says, whatever you do in word or deed, do in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever you do, keep God in your mind. Keep God in your plans. Colossians 3, 23, whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men. Every company, every manager, every foreman, every supervisor would love to have men and women working for them that are considering what they're doing today for a day's pay. They're actually doing it for the Lord. We could, should commit our walk to him. 1 John 1, 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Walking in the light, what does that mean? I'm sure you all know by now. Walking in the light of his word. His word is light. His word is truth. Romans 8, 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Walking in the Spirit, my folks, is not something mystical. It's just living according to the word of God. It's going God's way rather than my way. That's walking in the Spirit. Allowing the Holy Spirit to govern my life in all of my decisions, in my, in my financial matters, in my relationship matters, in my daily walk with God matters. Walking in the Spirit according as I am led by the Word of God. And I can't be led by the Word of God if it's just another book on my bookshelf. 
It has to be something that is read, that is fed into my life. It becomes a part of me. And 2017 will be a successful year for me and for you if we do that. But you say, well, maybe because Pastor Hayward has been in the ministry now for 30 years, and for many years before that, read my Bible, many, many, many New Year's resolutions for me was to read my Bible through that year. And I usually kept them out, kept them going. I usually did that, accomplished that. But if I, in, in 2017, say, well, you know, like I've read the Bible through so many times, I've studied it so much, I did four years of Bible college, so maybe this year I'm just going to sit back and take it easy. Wrong. One of the worst decisions I could ever make. It would be just as foolish for me to do that in the spiritual realm as it would be for me to say, well, I've been eating for 75 years now. I think I'm going to take a year off. I'm not going to eat anything. I would die. And the same thing would happen to me spiritually if I gave up on the Word of God. I need it. You need it. It makes for a successful 2017. We can begin the new year with joy. Number three. It's of utmost importance that we remember the Word of God which declares the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is the gladness of heart that comes from knowing God, abiding in Christ, and being filled with the Holy Spirit. Psalm, the psalmist, Psalm 37, verse 4, says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. That's not talking about ungodly desires. Okay? You see, this is another thing that happens when you, when you stay in the Word. Your desire for ungodly things diminishes the more of the Word of God you have in you and you keep in you. When you make the Word of God your guiding factor, your compass, and your guide. So you will have godly desires. And he will give you those desires if you delight yourself in the Lord. We should be cheerful because of what he has done for us. The psalmist again says in 126 uh, verse 3, the Lord has done great things for us and we are glad. I don't know about you, Although we've had, a, we've had a, a, a rough economic year, 
I am glad for what God has done for us. I'm glad for what God has done for me. And I'm glad for what God has done for Cole Lake Community Church. He has done great things. And together, we have determined to follow him, walk in his ways. And what should we expect? Nothing less than what he has done. We should be cheerful because of what he is doing for us right now. The psalmist again, Psalm 33, verse 1. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, for praise from the upright is beautiful. God considers our praise beautiful. What we have been doing here this morning, worshiping and praising his name, remembering his life, his death, and his resurrection in communion, and just praising him and worshiping him, God's word tells us that that is beautiful. God enjoys the praises of his people. Philippians chapter 4 verse 4 tells us, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I will say, Rejoice. Amen. I came in here this morning, and my voice, I, I could hardly take a full breath. We began to worship and sing, and the first thought that came to me, well, Edward, you better just cool it this morning and don't sing because you're going to need your voice for when you preach. And I started singing, and first it was going, <laughs> but then the Holy Spirit took over, and I began to sing with a loud, clear voice. And every, every time it would come on me, I would just say, no, devil, I'm not going to succumb to that. I'm going to praise the Lord. And all of those songs were easy to sing and praise because they were testimonies to what God is, to his lovingness, his kindness, his goodness to us, and how much we need to adore him. And I began to praise the Lord. And I'm feeling good right now. Amen? We should be cheerful because of what he is doing for us. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Folks, these, these scriptures were not put in the Bible just to fill up space. These are gems. Gold, solid gold that is put there for my benefit and for yours, so that we can be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Number four, we can begin a new year with courage. Moses' encouragement to Israel is good advice to us as well. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear or be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you he will not leave you or forsake you. Deuteronomy 31, verse 6. We should have the courage to stand for our faith. 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Watch, stand fast in the faith. Be brave. Be strong. 
Stand up for what you believe. You never know when your, your stand for Christ or my stand for Christ will be the means of causing some person to come to know Jesus Christ. We should have courage to live separate lives. 2 Corinthians 6.17 Wherefore come out from among them and be separate, said the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. That's a very important scripture. There's a lot of things going on in this world today that the church is involved in that is wrong, that is sinful. It was sinful when I was a boy because it was in the Word of God. It's sinful now that I'm a man, an old man, and it's still in the Word of God. And just doing something because everyone else is doing it is not right. That's not the standard we go by. We go by God's Word. What does God's Word say? Church has let down her standard. We've got people in our, in our pews today that don't know. They think anything goes. Therefore, 2 Corinthians 6, 17. I'm going to say it again. Wherefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Listen, folks. If the children of God would open up their Bibles and begin to read them, you don't need a pastor behind a pulpit giving you a long list of do's and don'ts. The same Holy Spirit that speaks to me speaks to you as well. And when you read the Word, and when you stand on the Word, and when you start following the Word, the Holy Spirit will speak into your heart and say, this is okay, this is not. The biggest problem we have in our churches today is that we're not following the Word of God. We're following man. We listen, and when we hear something that tickles our ears, we go for it. And just because someone comes out with a word, a true word, just, be some, just because somebody comes out with a prophecy that comes true is no reason to follow them, lead, line, and sinker. Everyone that ministers for the Lord today are just human men like you and I. We can be in the spirit one day and, and in the flesh another. And there's things that comes from the flesh that is poison and is causing a lot of people to go astray. We should have courage to finish the race. As Paul said, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call. I believe God wants to create a sense of newness in each one of us in our lives. Isaiah 43, 18, verse 19 says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing now. Now it has sprung forth. Shall you not know it? 
I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I want to tell you that God do do new things. God is doing new things. He's doing a new thing in his church today. He's, he, he's awaking his saints once more. And we're beginning to say, okay, I know where I've gone wrong. I know what I need to do, and I'm going to do it. The beautiful thing about being a Christian and knowing the Lord is that we don't have to live our lives in guilt and condemnation. We get to have the slate wiped clean and start over whenever you decide. Isn't that something? You and I can be going down the wrong, wrong road. We can be messing up real bad. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit gives a check in our spirit. And I say, hey, this is not the way I started. This is not the way it used to be. I've been slipping. And so I repent and I start afresh with Jesus Christ. It's like hitting the reset button. And we can do that right now today in, in, in 2017 on the 1st of January. Hit that reset button and say, that's it. From now on, we're getting back on track. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. In light of this, we can be courageous. So in conclusion, as we begin a new year, we can place ourselves in the safety of his care. We can look to him for help and strength we need for everyday life. We can face this new year with confidence, commitment, joy, and courage. If you walk with God today, you can be confident about tomorrow. One of God's principles concerning new things is to forget the past and not to walk in condemnation and guilt. Condemnation and guilt comes from the devil. He gets me to sin, he gets you to sin, and then he condemns you about it. But Jesus says, confess your sin. Repent and confess. And all is forgiven, cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. We walk in freedom and liberty of his forgiveness. Romans 1.8, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. If he has forgotten about our past sins and our past failures and our defeats, we must also forget and get on with new things that he desires for 2017. So regardless of 
what your life has been like in the past. What's it going to be like this year? What's it going to be like in 2017? Praise the Lord, guys. 2017 can be the best year that you and I have ever known since we've been on this earth. And every one of us individually must make that decision. Now, we've got about probably close to half of our congregation here this morning. Even if everyone here made that decision, what a difference that would make to the whole congregation. You see, it's like water flowing. It's like oil flowing from vessel to vessel. It catches on. We can have a strong army that goes forth. I am not in the any least bit interested in having a full church of people who are just going through the motions of religion. I would rather have 50 people on fire for God than 500 people that are only interested in being Sunday Christians. I want God I want God to have his way. I, I can see what can happen in Coal Lake and the Lakeland area if Coal Lake Community Church even, even if everyone else in all of the other churches just kept on doing the same old, same old, but Coal Lake Community Church came alive in Christ. I can see what would happen in this community. Amen. Folks, this is what I live for. This is what Effie and I are all about. We had everything set up we could have been about 15, 20 years now in retirement living a good life in retirement. But we chose this because God put a call upon our life and this is what our life is about. Oh, my friends, we've got a beautiful year ahead of us. God is with us. And he's promised not to leave us, not to forsake us. So he's not going to leave us on our own. So enjoy 2017. Amen. Enjoy it. Stand with me and let's praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Coley Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. 
Only Community Church, a place where families come together.